0: I mean, I think that the biggest advantage to adopting software, whether it's now or you did it three years ago, is accountability. And I mean I've been a huge champion of accountability for years with our work here at KSPR. Being able to see what people are doing, seeing that they're productive, seeing activity on your cases, seeing records of client calls and client contact happening, those are all critical
1: hey everyone welcome back to answering legals everything except the law podcast i'm your host nick worker if this is your first time tuning in this is the podcast where we share expert advice on all the parts of running a law firm that attorneys weren't exactly trained for back in law school So uh, one thing that's become a lot more important uh, for attorneys, obviously, over the past year is equipping your law firm with the right legal tech. Uh, We've had a few experts on the podcast so far to talk about this topic, but today we have another really terrific and specific one. Uh, I'm actually joined today by Gabriella Cubero, who is the CEO and co-founder of the legal software CasePeer. Gabriella, thank you for being here. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, a little bit about CasePeer for those who might not be familiar with you?
0: Absolutely, Nick. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, big fan of answering legal and everything you guys do for, for law firms. And I know we've got some uh, mutual clients out there. Um, so yeah, my name is Gabriela. Hi, everyone. Uh, I am the CEO and a co-founder of k as Nick said. And the one thing that makes Case a little bit different from the other technologies out there is that we're specialized for personal injury law. So we really like to look at ourselves as a soup to nut solution from intake to settlement, we have the management screens, the reports, all of the fields our plaintiffs, personal injury law firms are gonna need right out of the box. No customization required.
1: Mm-hmm. I so I, guilty as charged. I love case peer. I'm very biased. Um, obviously because I love solutions that actually provide value and are, are useful in my in my everyday life. Um, and also for people that don't harass me. Um, which I am, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that I've not been harassed by K. Spear just yet. Um, and uh, I was, I was just on your guys' website, and you know, like trying to do research, and and I like that you said soup to nuts because it really just encompasses everything that you guys seem to be doing from from mm-hmm. intake to like invoice. It just, I think I stole that from somebody too, but really, there's just, there's just everything in there. And I was just reading all about the software. I'm like, wow, this is really all encompassing. Um,
0: yeah, it, it's funny. You said invoice, cause I'll say that's the one thing we don't do. So whoever you stole it from, it's a great line though, but we can't claim it. Um, because you know, PI attorneys, that's the one reason that case fear really, uh, needed to be made because so many of the other solutions out there, which are, are great. The Clio's the, my cases, um, you know, they are really formed around the billable hour. And plaintiff's attorneys don't work that way. They risk everything, they put everything on the line and they take a risk on a case to be paid out four to six months later, sometimes a lot longer than that if it gets litigated. And um, you know, we really wanted to make tools that were made for them. And that's often the feedback that we get is like, yes, it doesn't open up on a billing screen, which again, for the attorneys that do do that, that's crucial, but for plaintiff's attorneys, it's just not the thing that's most important for them.
1: I, I always get so off topic. I'm literally already <laughs> off topic. We're like, what 45 seconds in. Um, but I, and I always end up bringing my wife into this. Hi, Katie. She's like, do I get a shout out in on this one? I'm like, oh, yes. there you because, go.
0: She's your biggest fan. I love that.
1: Well, she's all I hang out with. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I so, mean, yes, I hear you. We're all living that life right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I was just talking to her about this. She works for an agency and. They don't bill by the hour. So I don't necessarily know why, but they show accountability to their clients through uh, like the hourly tasks of their employees and she hates it. And so if anybody ever watches this and my wife gets in trouble, I'm sorry. (laughs) But you know, it's just, especially for somebody like personal injury lawyers, for you to have even taken that in mind that they're not working by billable hours. You know, a lot of people and, and and this comes down to like efficiency standpoint is like, do you want to work by a billable hour or do you want to do a, a job well done? Um, and well so,
0: and it's we're starting to see this I mean it, it's not my area of expertise right but we're seeing a lot of these law firms nowadays that are really pushing back on the billable hour and changing the framework in general for legal services which is very exciting I mean I'm looking at at, at that as a consumer more than and a, you know more than from the attorney um, perspective. But for me as a consumer, I would love that, right? Hey, I need you to do XYZ. Tell me how much it costs to set up a will and trust as opposed to billing me by the hour. I love that.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's one of those trends that that we've seen, which I'm going to ask you about next, but it's Mm -hmm. um, is law, I feel like law firms are finally catching up to what consumers actually want. So as a consumer, we don't. And this is even true of of any service that you go into, Um, you don't want to like, call the plumber and the plumber says well i charge 80 bucks an hour or or more than that probably i don't i can't yeah. remember the last thank god i don't have to have a plumber come to my house recently <laughs> um but you're like oh, okay and then at the end it's like how did you get to 10 grand you know and, and it uh,
0: allows you to shop around right we're, we're living in a culture where people really want that and they want to know that they're getting the best deal that doesn't mean it has to be the best price, right? Like people are equipped and knowledgeable enough to go online, do their research, look at reviews and feel really good about the service that they're buying and the product that they're buying, which in this case is an attorney's expertise. Um, but, um, But it is a trend that I'm really excited to see it, because the billable hour, I, I just think it's so archaic. And on some corporate level, I don't think it's ever going away, but um, but it is an exciting uh, proposition to be seeing emerging in the market.
1: I, I always say that uh, corporations are are like steering a giant cruise ship. And so it's much more <laughs> difficult to turn the cruise ship. Whereas,
0: very you know, true.
1: Yeah, you see, you see the small guys that are able to like get ahead of trends quickly sometimes, mm-hmm. like that, uh, which is awesome. But yeah, for corporate, I I haven't heard an inkling of, of them That's getting away from That's a
0: beautiful analogy. I'm going to have to adopt that. I love that. It's so true. You see those uh, videos now on Instagram with like them trying to park those cruise ships and it just runs aground.
1: I can barely park my car. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I hit a snow bank the other day. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I am
0: just. I thank goodness I live in Southern California. And I don't have to deal with that. So
1: that's right. You don't. Oh my God! I have had a total of like thirty something inches of snow here in the past two weeks. So a lot. My, you guys have had hurts. those
0: big storms. Yeah, I'm sure you've been doing a lot of shoveling, right?
1: Oh, my back hurts. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So speaking of trends, um, mm-hmm. obviously you have. I mean, your finger on the pulse of, of the legal industry and in technology. So I'm, I'm curious, what have you seen really evolve over the past? I'm going to say year, um, Mm -hmm. but over the past, uh, yeah, the, the, the past year, what are, what are some of the biggest things that have stood out to you?
0: I mean, it's so interesting because. You know we've really witnessed in 2020 right this incredible revolution in the way that we work and when i say we i don't even mean just attorneys but certainly the way case Beer works i'm sure the way you guys work and just businesses as a whole and it's interesting because as much as people like to say there's sort of this stereotype that the attorneys don't like change and to some degree that might be true, but I think it's really universal. Change is hard, change is painful. And actually I, I, in what I see in my clients, and, and certainly PI attorneys are always pushing the envelope and looking for creative ways to evolve and, and do things better. So maybe I'm lucky from that standpoint. But I've been so impressed with how creatively and passionately, like thousands and thousands and thousands of law firms have adopt have adapted to this new way of life that, that we're dealing with right now. It the one thing I'll say, it's certainly been easier for firms that already had software in place, cloud-based software, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of great options out there. It doesn't have to be case fear, but if you already had one in place and, you know, March hit 2020, I mean, it just rocked rocked your world right um but i think the things that really stand out to me is actually how courts and judges and and that infrastructure has adapted because i do think that those things change slowly i mean we're even seeing it with whether it's court data or gosh dress code for women i mean right a lot of this stuff when it comes to courts and judges is a little archaic and You know, the fact that just a few months into the pandemic, one of my clients in Texas was doing a virtual deposition in between client calls from his home office is like pretty amazing. And, you know, I remember him telling me this was a court that was two hours away from his client's house and two hours away from the opposite direction from his house. And the efficiency that came out of this happening virtually was limitless and yes like there's of course the risk that you're going to have a cat show up to your deposition um but i mean let's be honest we all can use more i am not a cat moments in our lives right like i mean i just made my week
1: i i thought that that was a hoax so <laughs> it
0: was too good it was too good it, i don't know it,
1: I th- I really thought that that was like uh, one of those like onion articles or something yeah. like that. Like lawyer shows up as a cat. It can't sounds get the like a off.
0: headline, right? It does.
1: So obviously, and and for you too, it's you know a topic of of conversation in the workplace. <laughs> and uh, the the VP and I am talking about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, like what was up with that lawyer who was a cat? He's like, you didn't watch that, and he That's sends it to me, and the the poor lawyer like. And he was such a good sport about it. After he's the fact done too. some
0: interviews, he seems like he's the sweetest man. And listen, like this could happen to any of us, right? I think that's why it was such a hit is that its so relatable and probably 20% of us have turned on Zoom and had the background on from a Zoom party we oh, were yeah. on the night before. I mean, I tuned into a team meeting after the holidays and I had like a giant Santa Claus in the background. <laughs> so we've all been there yep. and done that. It's so relatable. I just, I mean, any, you know, that's one thing that's not going to happen again, you know? I once. thought he
1: was, he was so cute about it where he's like, I could do it anyway. I, I'm, I promise. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm here. I'm, here. here. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad for him that it didn't have like a, like a voice filter too, so that he didn't yes. like oh, sound squeak. Yeah. I don't know. That would have made it even worse, but
0: um, uh, totally.
1: So what was I going to say is, um, oh, this is what I was going to say. So when you're talking about being able to do a deposition from home, Again, you go back to like um, you can you can get more work done instead of having like the bill yeah. hour, right going back to that. It's
0: an increase in productivity, absolutely. And I I mean I will say too that I hope some of these things are here to stay, right? I think there's a little bit of that. Well, maybe courts are going to reel this back in, but uh, but even I mean I think about this especially for my clients that often are dealing with injured people um, and. So the freedom that that potentially gives, look, some people are gonna love doing everything live, right, and I understand that there's, to some extent, you can't beat it, body language, all that, but the fact that we've been able to allow justice to keep moving forward, um, even though it's already been affected and hampered, certainly, but the fact that it's able to keep moving forward to some extent, um, and it's making things easier for clients, for attorneys, Hopefully even for judges and things like that, court reporters. It's it's an exciting, it's an exciting evolution.
1: Yeah. I'm curious to see where it's gonna go because mm-hmm. I'm so caught in the middle. Like uh I would love to do this podcast from my couch at my house.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh but I also I really love the workplace. I love having yeah. coworkers. I love being able to talk to people, but also sometimes people exhaust me. So <laughs> i kind of want it both ways you know i want to have my cake and eat it too i want to be a little like have my downtown. you know
0: and- I, I relate to that so case spear, we went home end of march and we've all been working from home uh, the team essentially has been working from home but i've also been paying for rent uh, in a really nice office space and so i come in every day and i work out of the office and i have it to myself and um it i like having a place that's dedicated to work but my team loves the flexibility and they're staying productive. Our clients are the law firms. I mean, they're benefiting, uh, they wouldn't know the difference, right? They're getting an extremely high level of service. We're continuing to uh, fire on all cylinders. And I think that the future for us and probably a lot of companies and law firms out there, and I uh, hope we can talk more about that later. But I think it's going to be kind of a hybrid, right? it's going to be, Hey, come in, hang out. Let's do some meetings. And then let's go back to our workspaces, wherever those may be.
1: My biggest excitement with all of it is, uh, like opening up the talent pool is that yeah. I'm no longer just really hiring the best of the best near me, you know, maybe yeah. there's a, the, a better candidate, um, from, I don't know anywhere in in the in the continental US or or
0: absolutely. at least
1: in in a close time zone where we yeah. can work during the same hours.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It gives us a lot of freedom. We've we're, we recognize the same on our end.
1: So I know that that we're talking about adopting legal software and obviously we're mm-hmm. seeing more and more firms through necessity now. Uh, kind of try to get caught up. But what do you what do you think are the biggest? And, 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 and both sides of this, right? What what are the biggest advantages that advantages, not advantages, uh, lawyers will see from adopting legal softwares for their firms now? And, and how far ahead? Do you think the firms who had already had them in place were at the start of all this?
0: That's a great question. So, I mean, I think that the biggest advantage to adopting software, whether it's now or you did it three years ago, is accountability. And I mean, I've been a huge champion of accountability for years with our work here at k but it's even more important now that people are working from home. And I look, I have clients that they never went home or they went home for a week and now they're back. They've been at back at of the office uh, with safety protocols in place. And then ju- just as many people, they've completely changed the way that they operate and they're all at home. So I've seen the full spectrum happen across our client base. And being able to see what people are doing, seeing that they're productive, seeing activity on your cases, seeing records of client calls and client contact happening, those are all critical. And if you're not seeing that, how do you know that things are not slipping through the cracks? That's the same if you're sitting in an office, but it's, I mean, even a bigger issue. If you're not, because you can't get wind of things, right? You can't hear a painful conversation happening down the hall because something slipped through the cracks, and you might, as a manager or as a firm uh, partner, you might not hear about it, and that's not something that a business owner can really allow. In in terms of the head start, you know, it's interesting. Look, data is valuable. It especially the, the one advantage that firms will have that already had systems like this in place, especially on the accountability side, of course, is to be able to compare. Did things slip? Are we still as productive as we were prior to us changing our process? And that really relates to firms, especially if they were in the office and now they're at home or they're on a more flexible uh, work schedule.
1: This is why I was so excited about having you on, even though I didn't know that we would see this much of, of eye to eye is, mm-hmm. and this is this is true, right? This isn't just my sales jargon kicking in, but you, you never know what you don't know. And especially mm-hmm. if you don't have the proper systems in place to help you keep track of the data, um, where things yeah. came from, if they're performing well for you, um, you can't really make I'm gonna say educated decisions, but you can't really yeah. make good decisions for your yeah. for your business whatever you do. Um, and that's one of the things that that we talk about here right So a lot of the lawyers that I deal with are small firms mm-hmm. and a lot of the times it's it's solo practitioners and they work right off their cell phone. Yeah. And they try to use Google Voice and free solutions and answer the phone themselves. And I commend you, the entrepreneurial spirit. You're out there. Mm-hmm. You're doing it yourself. You're making it happen. Um, but that comes with what we're talking about is, mm-hmm. is I'm, I'm going to call it accountability because you're right. It really is accountability. But it, it comes down to you don't know what you don't know, right? And we tell people, and, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Oh, I, I was also just going to say, I'm so sorry to cut you off, but you can't scale that. Right? It's not reproducible. And attorneys love to think they can hold everything in their heads and they can hold an incredible amount of stuff in their head. But at the moment that you wanna grow or bring someone on or, or take a vacation or tune out for a day, the wheels fall off of the bus. And that's where services like yours come into place for sure.
1: Yeah, so that's a whole that's a whole separate, <laughs> uh wormhole we could do
0: a whole podcast on that <laughs> on
1: on letting go and trying to go on vacation how are you going to go on vacation yeah. anyway uh so what we tell people is like and this is true i don't i don't know the exact data on it we've had we've done studies on this we had data and it seems to get only worse not better mm-hmm. as time goes on but you ever tried to like call your friend and it goes straight to voicemail and then you call them back like 5 minutes later and they answer it and you're like hey you know was your phone off or i tried to get you before and they're like oh no you ghosting me
0: what's going on (laughs)
1: yeah and my sister so Mm -hmm. i knew that this was true i have a little sister she's away at college and i like to call her and leave her messages and stuff but sometimes i want you to answer the phone if i'm calling you Mm -hmm. and she had this weird issue with her phone where every single time that you called her the first time it would go straight to voicemail and you had to know that like you got to hang up on patricia And you got to call her back and then it rings and she answers it and we tell these guys you don't even know that the call just went directly to your Mm -hmm. voicemail because Mm -hmm. of whatever is going on in the network you know you can't predict that and so if you don't have a system in place to and and that's what voicemail really is is call forwarding so if you have our system in place which conditional call forwarding will allow the the call to continue and not just end up at your voicemail so Mm -hmm. you think Maybe you're paranoid. Maybe you think I'm stealing your calls from you, you know, but that's not what I'm doing is it's really a fail safe. And if you don't, first of all, if you never try us out, you're never going to believe that because it's just gonna yeah. and you're going to say whatever. But people are astounded when they when they join. They're like, yeah, I got I got two calls in so the two weeks calls. that I was with you. That I didn't see come in at all, and they didn't. My I looked at my phone analytics in my office. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they came from. How did you get this person? Are you stealing, like seriously, are you stealing from me? (laughs)
0: Did you accidentally give me someone else's lead? (laughs) And we're like,
1: yeah, we're like, no, you know how much trouble we would get in if we did that? No, No. I, I
0: I believe it. And you know, on that front, that's really also where the case management software comes in, right? Because what we see, you know, for example, there's, I know like some legion companies and they'll only work with people who have case management software in place. Cause what happens on their end is that they say, gosh, you sent me all these bad leads. And they say, did you ever call those leads? Or did you call them twice? Or did you have any kind of follow-up? And so, I mean, I've talked to a couple people that do that and they just they just say, I don't work with people anymore that aren't tracking them in a software. Because the reality is that people are very busy, especially attorneys. And you might be in a meeting for three hours or in a deposition for a whole day. and you know, things slip through the cracks. If you don't have the system in place to track, and especially in the PI space, again, and it's the same across the board, I'm sure, but PI is a very competitive market. I mean, if you're playing in the Google AdWords world, you're paying 200, I mean, at least in California, which I know is a very competitive market, but you're paying $250 a click. So let's imagine that you pay $1,000 per qualified lead. And you let that lead slip through the cracks with bad follow up. That's crazy. Why would you do that?
1: <sighs> just, I, I get, I get like pains in my chest when I think. that. <laughs> and
0: it is, I mean, and it is, and it's good to present it to people that way. And a lot, look, a lot of them think about it that way. They want to put everything in place, but, um, but you know, for the people that aren't, it's just about taking that first step.
1: So Perfect. Right. Let's talk about, let's talk about first steps because mm-hmm. I'm the same way. It's so hard to get started on something, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, I've been doing it this way and I don't know, I don't trust this case peer thing Are they're going to get access mm-hmm. to my file? How does this work? I'm mm-hmm. old. I don't want to figure it out. You know, all these things that we tell ourselves are why we can't do it. Right. So mm-hmm. I like to have people like you on and tell people how easy it is. So yeah. uh, tell me, um, tell me, like, what's the best starting place? Right. And in your expertise, too. what's the best starting place? How easy is it and 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 how can I how can I do it even if I think that I can't?
0: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to adopting technology, certainly looking at case management software goes without saying. Right. Um, you know, it's as we were saying kind of earlier without it, it's impossible to set scale. And at the end of the day, law lawyers, attorneys, you guys are there for the lawyering, but at the heart of it, your business is a service business and technology can help you provide better service for your clients. So not only does that mean more referrals, It means growth. It means you just going home every day, knowing that you did a job well done and that your staff did as well. Um, But, you know, at the very least, if you have 10 cases and you feel like you can track those in Google Sheet or Excel sheet, there's two things that I always tell people. And again, this is for people. If case is not a good fit for you, okay. but here's the two technologies you need to adopt. First of all, if you're using a 2007 version of Microsoft Word or a 2000 version of Microsoft Word, which I also have seen, unfortunately, far too regularly, it's time for an upgrade. I know people don't like change, especially when it comes to technology that they sit in all day long, right? All of a sudden, all the buttons are in a new place. And I mean, I recently upgraded to Office 365, so I relate. It's it's a it's a it's a change but it was time and those fundamentals it power your business right so you're leaving functionality on the table productivity and at times security so updating your you know suite of Well, probably you're up to Office 365. That's really what what we should be seeing. And especially if you're using different softwares, it also opens up really exciting integration opportunities that you don't have with a desktop version. So, um, and the other thing that I think is really important in this day and age, and this is more in your wheelhouse, uh, but it's e-signature functionality. Right, and again, if you're using case management software, it's coming, uh, probably it's integrated or something like that, so that's great. But again, at the very least, look, you're getting the calls. You need an easy way to sign them. And clients aren't coming in person as much as they used to, right? So whether it's Adobe, a HelloSign or DocuSign or something integrated in a legal software, you need to make it as easy as possible for a client to sign up. So those are the two technologies that I just think law firms can't do anything without, of course, layering in, making sure every call gets answered, making sure every lead is tracked. I mean, everything's important, but those are some two core fundamentals.
1: So that's, to me, I don't even think to tell people, and this is really like educational for me is I don't think to even tell lawyers like, oh, you should get like an e-signature platform. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of have to reevaluate what I'm what I'm thinking about. because <laughs> You, you need that. <laughs> if, you, you, don't need ha-
0: that. if you don't have that. Today.
1: If you don't have that right now, what are you how are you doing? I want to know. I want to know I think how the
0: reason it. you don't think about it is that it's so ubiquitous, but many law firms don't have it in place. And I don't know. I mean, I have a printer at home, I use it as a shelf next to my desk, it's got a bunch of things on it, you know, some paperwork, I still haven't scanned and stuff like that. I I mean, most people these days don't even have a printer, they want to be able to some people don't even have, you know, they want to be able to sign it on their with you know, with their finger through the DocuSign on their phone and and send it off to you.
1: I'm, I'm so similar, I have a document right there from my, uh, my accountant, I'm filing my Mm -hmm. Taxes
0: oh, and, you're ahead uh, of the game. Good for you.
1: Oh, I'm um, I hate. I don't I can't wait. I used to be a big procrastinator in my life. And it didn't. I'm just gonna say it didn't go very well. And so <laughs> I don't I'm I, like, as soon as I get things now they get set like I'm not even I love I that. Have, they don't even give me the documents for most of my stuff yet. And I'm already she already has mm-hmm. it. But what I hate is. And this is a personal thing. I hate a uh, like scanning documents myself and sending them back Mm -hmm. to you so yeah she sent me this letter it's like an engagement letter i have to sign it um base i forget what i'm agreeing to i'm agreeing to something um with like her filing on my behalf without seeing her or something like Mm -hmm. that and she needs my signature and i'm thinking she's gonna send it to me in uh you know like a like a docusign and i had Mm -hmm. to she, and she mailed it to me, and I had to sign it and scan it and send and it back. And you
0: know what? These technologies again—they're—they're they're either integrated in your software. Usually, those are add-ons. I know they are in Casebeer, but they have a lot of convenience. But if you—even if you're just starting out—I mean, those—if you're not sending a ton of contracts out, they're inexpensive. Um, and it—it's people are coming to expect that level of service. So it's also the difference especially again, if you're in a competitive space, like PI attorneys are, they might be talking to a couple firms, right? And if that one firm makes it easier for them to sign with them, they're going to go with that firm.
1: I think we get caught up in, in, you know, we don't want to change. and We don't want to offer new things, especially, and I see this all the time with lawyers is because the practice of law very rarely changes. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of the same procedures, you know, and, and it's true. And, and so why would I change my business on something that like, I'm not changing what I'm doing for it, you know? And that's, that's that trap that we fall into. And, uh, yeah,
0: and that's an interesting angle. I think you're right. That that could be where maybe again, when we kind of talked about that earlier, that stereotype that attorneys don't like change. And, um, again, I don't know that that's necessarily fully true, but your point on the fact that the legal, uh, the nature of law, that uh, doesn't or evolves very slowly, uh, that that could have some effect on that. I mean, a perfect example though, not just with answering systems, but it's even texting, right? Consumers now wanna text with you. I, I, I don't have time to take a call. No one on my team is, if you call them on their phone, no one's answering the call, they're gonna see who's leaving them a voicemail. So if you're an attorney or a paralegal or an assistant trying to reach a client, um, you probably want to shoot them a text because no matter where they are, they're gonna see and likely respond to that text. And I know that that when we released that feature, that was a really big deal. I mean, firms got a hold of clients that had gone silent on them for months, in some cases years, and all of a sudden they got a hold of them because all they did was shoot them a text. Hey, come check in. I got money for you. And they left that voicemail a hundred times, but they texted it and finally someone actually got the message.
1: And it used to be, and this is another cool evolution. Is I remember when I first started, if I and I started in sales too. Mm-hmm. So if I were to have texted, and this happened to me, if I were to text one of my customers, mm-hmm. that was like a big faux pas. You could oh, don't text totally. me. That's too. That's too much of a personal, too
0: personal thing. Yeah, but and now, then,
1: like you, so I got set up with. Um, a company where i i took the the company phone number and now i text mm-hmm. back and forth with our customers for support and, mm-hmm. and potential clients and I've, i do get some funny ones one of these days i'll do a podcast on all the funny inquiries i've gotten uh mm-hmm. obviously anonymously um but now so I, I was getting pitched by this company right they're telling me mm-hmm. how we can use their platform put it on my website integrate and they're like yeah you know People want to text, uh, you know, we have case studies of people that just sent out a text message to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, a hundred of their delinquent billers and got like 5,000% of what they had mm-hmm. written off back just because they sent yeah. like an invoice through a text because people just want that. So you, yeah. it's another one of those examples of how you have to, you have to stay up to date on what consumers want. So back in the yeah. day, if consumers say, don't text me, you better not text them. Now, mm-hmm. if consumers say, "Text me, I'm busy," you better text them.
0: Yes, so one hundred percent. So, yeah.
1: I want to talk about and 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 for me, this this hits close to home because obviously, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm sort of not as specialized as you, but I'm specialized. Um, mm-hmm. So, when when lawyers are looking for solutions
0: that they mm-hmm. can use,
1: because technically, if you think about it, lawyers could just use Salesforce that's a that's a that's a good cloud-based software that they could put their stuff in but why what what would lawyers be wise to look for when trying to find a software for their firm and and what are some of the biggest uh things or or benefits that they get from using someone specialized
0: yeah that that's a great question so i mean typically when i'm talking to an attorney the very first thing i'll advise them is to evaluate their needs and then their wants and asking them to differentiate between those and write them down can be really helpful because a lot of times people are coming to the table focused just on their wants and actually we have i mean salesforce tends to be really expensive so i don't see a ton of attorneys coming off of it but we do see it from time to time where you know it seems like the obvious thing or they start using jira which is you know a agile really for developers program. I mean, we've seen it all, people come off of all kinds of uh, of products that are not made for law or even really case management or any kind of management software. Um, and a lot of times I think they go there for the want, right? Salesforce, you can do anything with it. I mean, you can practically go to space, right? E- everything plugs into it and it's got all these bells and whistles It takes a lot of time and it's very expensive. And so I think it's really important for law firms or for any business to take a look at something and find something that meets all of your needs and most or some of your wants. And the other piece of advice I have, and this is where a specialized product, if it's out there for your practice area is hugely beneficial, is thinking about onboarding. In my experience, most law firms don't want to spend a lot of time customizing their product. And for those of you, attorneys I'm speaking to you, for those of you that think you do, you don't have the time. A lot of attorneys come to it with the best intentions, but you're already running a business. And if you're starting your business, even more so you don't have time. So if you are a PI attorney, for example, and if you're not or you know if you don't practice uh, you know injury claims or things like that case will tell you look, we may not be the best fit for you. But if you are a PI attorney you come to case and it's out of the box, you turn it on you've got all the reporting you need the management screens you need it already has all the case statuses you need all the policy limits everything's there versus if you go to a more general product maybe oh it has this want over here that's exciting but you've got all of these fundamentals that you need to put in place i mean that's a huge impact on your productivity and i'll be honest you know we 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 will eventually sign you up i promise because we see a lot of that firms go with something they think they're going to build it in or that a friend was using it that does family law and you know it's a great product for them but um again if you do pi there's a reason that we are really the software of choice for attorneys and it's because it's so easy to get started and easy to learn
1: that's that's one of those traps that i fall into mm-hmm. um and so like i said i used to be in sales here i used to talk to mm-hmm. attorneys and my job was to try and get them to do a free trial i never got mm-hmm. i don't i don't deal with payments try the free trial if you don't like me i I didn't, you didn't sign nothing, you didn't give me a credit card. You know, I just I'm the smooth talking guy on the phone. Um, and I used to not see much success. Well, well, the prospect of 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 like customization is really enticing. And it so is. you tell somebody, I can do anything, you know, I'm specialized mm-hmm. for law firms, I know all the jargon, and, and you have a, spe- a specialized intake, like I could do it, I'll do your specialized mm-hmm. intake, you can create your questions, you can customize mm-hmm. this, you can customize that. But a lot of nobody wants to actually set that up. So what yeah. I would tell them so it's a people, lot of work, it, especially for <laughs> for personal injury. I would tell yeah. them I have I have templated scripts that I can use, yeah. and you can tweak the scripts as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But let me just give you the the standard one, which is mm-hmm. what's the the date of the accident? Where did it occur? Mm-hmm. Uh what were the injuries sustained? You know. I don't even remember off the top of my at hands. the end of
0: the day, but all those things you mentioned, that is really what you need to know.
1: That's all you need. And so like that's
0: all they're asking. You to. fall
1: into the trap of I want to build this specifically for yeah. me and I want it to do what I want it to do. But if you want to get started with something like that, the implementation, and this is serious. I really truly mean this because I've tried to do this company wide for for mm-hmm. a pretty decent sized organization is six months to a year and a half the implementation is is a nightmare so when you get things out of the box and you can hit the ground running and instantly start seeing the results and that roi that you want it's just way you're
0: gonna in three years you're gonna be further ahead than if you'd invested that time customizing, 100%. And I mean, and we're not even talking about the quality of data, right? Because I will say, since we're talking about customization, if you go in there and you try to build case spear in a generic software, your data is never going to be as powerful as it is in a system that from the ground up is intentionally designed with those pieces working together the way that they should Um, and you know data is quality data is king i mean we talked about that earlier it really is a difference between making okay decisions and making smart decisions and the other thing i'll say too when it comes to the benefits of a specialized product like ours, it's a blueprint. So my favorite thing, I tell this story uh, from time to time, but a, an attorney once you know, said in a, in one of our Facebook communities, case Beer helps me be a better personal injury attorney every day. Like it teaches me things about my practice area and that's absolutely the truth if you are someone who wants to get into pi and you graduated law school sign up for case fear because we're going to tell you all the fields that are important and all the stages your case should go through and all the people or at least the responsibilities that everyone should have on a case it's all in there versus you starting from scratch um and that's a really powerful asset and I will also add to that is that if you are a new attorney this year, K is running a promotion. So for anyone that's uh, passed the bar in the last uh, two years, you'll get Case for free for your first 12 months. We know it's a tough job market. A lot of PI attorneys aren't hiring new attorneys. So if you do want to get into that practice area, uh, reach out to our team.
1: I love that. That's the probably one of the most amazing offers I've ever heard. So uh... <laughs> If you're not taking advantage of that, and, and if you were scared to get started as a personal injury attorney by yourself, give it a whirl. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I promise we'll teach you along the way. You don't have anything to lose.
1: (laughs) So I have a, I have another weird story and maybe this won't make the video. We'll see. Um, But so when I first got started in marketing, uh, Mm -hmm. I was a little green, but I'm a Mm -hmm. smart guy. I can figure things out. And I was doing really well. I was seeing some success in SEO. And and my my main specialty is, is lead gen, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I build websites that just capture leads, um, which is an art in and of itself. And I went to this conference um, of this amazing company, whom I am not going to name, I'm very sorry, but they put on this great conference. And I used their software for about two years, and they taught me so much stuff. So I know mm-hmm like, I know the the value of just partnering with a with a software, because Mm -hmm. they're not just it's not just like a like a screen, there's there's onboarding, there's support, and and they taught me so much stuff that I still use Mm -hmm. today, still relevant. Um, But we're at their conference, and they have this guy speaking. And I follow this guy on Twitter, still his name is uh, what's his last name? Will Reynolds. He is the Mm. founder and CEO of seer interactive. He is incredible he's a Mm -hmm. he's insane he's an insane crazy awesome human being and he's giving this lecture and i've heard him speak uh prior and i see him on youtube and and he's great he's also a great speaker which is what makes him Mm -hmm. so great um and he's explaining how he built this Mm -hmm. like report that he uses personally and what he did was like categorize millions of keywords and it was he built it custom, like he did mm-hmm. it by himself. He had the time and he built this crazy thing and he was showing us, you know, like the, the ramifications of, of what it did. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, he, cause he built it in Google data studio, which is like mm, the most cool. bare bones yeah. thing. You, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to replicate. Yeah. i I'm going to do it. <laughs> I am never, ever, ever, yeah. ever, 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 ever going to do that. Yeah. You know, I need something that's, that's built for my needs. And so yeah. we get caught in this trap of like, I'm an expert, I need this, I need that. It's like, no, you can use, you know, normal processes that will help you succeed, like slow down, you know, you don't have to, mm-hmm. you don't have to bang your head against the wall to get results. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And, and I do, I want to give you, I want to give you a spotlight, I want to give you a chance to Strut your stuff proverbially, <laughs> proverbially? Perver- yeah. yeah. Uh, so can you tell me what you think Case Peer does the best out of everybody? Because I would tend to agree with you. And also what your users love the most and appreciate the most about Case Peer. The best thing
0: that we do is provide that out-of-the-box infrastructure from beginning to end. We really take the guesswork out of it. And we've really thought about the management of your cases and your people. That's another thing that a lot of technologies forget about, right? They think, okay, here I am, I'm helping you manage this case. But what about those individuals and their performance? How often are they touching their cases? How are they at filling in information? Because if you have the expectation that your firm is operating off of software, you need to make sure that information's getting put into that software. And how do you bonus and reward people for good work? Or if you need to make hard choices, which a lot of firms had to make last year, how do you know you're making the right choices for your business and that is something that casepeer has been really intentional about in addition to making sure of course that your client care is as good as it possibly can be using our service and i would i would love to say that that's what casepeer users appreciate the most i think that they appreciate two things one is the ease of use i have many clients come to us and say especially ones that were using a legacy software it used to take six months to train someone on how to do their job you have them coming into an assistant role and i know you talk to a lot of pi attorneys i mean in growing firms people are sometimes lucky to stick around for six months there's turnover it's a the assistant jobs at pi firms it's hard work and you're dealing with people on their worst days every day that are injured, it's not for everyone. Six months, it's a long time to get someone up to speed only to lose them during that time or soon after that time. And in case beer, people tell us it takes them two to three days and they're cruising around adding information. And honestly, if we make it a more pleasant experience for them to do their job, they might stick around longer too and reduce your turnover, which is great for business and great for the long term success of your business. Um, But I will say the other thing, it's not about our technology at all. We have an amazing support team. So I mean, we really believe that it's our functionality to yes, be as intuitive as possible. We have clients that have never called us. But if you need help or if you want to unlock more functionality from Case you can. You can call us, you can chat us, or you never have to talk to us and just look at our help resources, watch a webinar now and then, we, we do it all. But that's really important because, as you said, look, there's people that buy software and then they don't use it. We don't want to be that software. We really want to be the backbone of your law firm. And uh, the difference is really our people and how much we value uh, the success of our clients.
1: That's you. That's like, uh, the guy is a a rough and tough guy and I forget who it is, but he's like, show me who your friends are and I'll tell you, you know, what kind of person you are. And, and to me, the same can be said, it like, show me your support team and what Mm -hmm. you can do for your customers when they have a problem. And I'll tell you how successful your business is. So. I I
0: think that's very true. And I know that that's something that we've talked about in, past conversations just about our mutual clients and I know that that's something that answering legal prioritizes as well and it it really is incredibly important and a lot of tech companies especially when they're on the way up I mean we've seen it and again it happens in legal tech it happens in other industries across the board but if you don't prioritize that you're going to have people out there you know saying bad things about your product when really you have a decent product but they aren't able to use it well, or they're turned off by the way that you look after them.
1: I, I would love to say that like my support team has won awards, I should make them an award <laughs> and I should do it to them. <laughs> But there have been times, and I am not a jealous person. I'm really not. I love what I do, I love my life, mm-hmm. everything is great. But no one has ever sent me flowers or chocolate or pizza. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so we have customers and kudos to these guys because I should do this for companies too. I gotta find out where you are. And like, if you do a really good job, I should send you a pizza because that's what I would want. I want a pizza. Especially I'm from New York. I like pizza. Yeah, of course. I I walk past (laughs) there, I'm like, where'd you guys get all this pizza? They're like, oh, so and so sent it to us because we you know edit all these lines. And I'm like, you know, I'm really glad A that I work in a place where they actually do a good job to support people, mm-hmm. the support staff, but B, that, that they're recognized for it, you know? Yeah. And you also wanna see that in inside of your organization.
0: I will say that that means that as an organization, you guys are doing something right to give your team the autonomy to go above and beyond for the client. Because sometimes where I see this fall apart is when companies lay too, um, put too much structure in place and make it hard for the, for your client, mean, we call them our client success team for a reason, but um, more broadly, your support team, if you tie their hands behind their back, you're gonna make their job really difficult. And they're on the ground speaking with someone, chatting with someone, emailing back and forth with someone, they need to have the autonomy to solve their problem, if at all possible.
1: This is the the last thing I'll say about this. And I don't know who I'm going to offend when I say this. But speaking of that, and I love that you mentioned this too, because you can always tell when you're talking to somebody in support with some problem that you're having, and they're not going to be able to help you. Yeah. Um, so having autonomy is such a huge thing. And I learned this from the company that I mentioned before is mm-hmm. uh, when I when I signed up with them, they actually introduced me to the people. Who manned the live chat mm. during business hours? Really? So I was like, oh, okay. like if I have a problem, I'm gonna live chat you. They're like, yep, mm. I'm here. I got my laptop. They're like, that's what I do all that's day. Cool. Is I'm just the live chat guy. So I ended mm-hmm. up doing that. I'm the live mm-hmm. chat guy. I have a couple mm-hmm. of other people now, but mm-hmm. we used to be a lot smaller. And uh and one of the one of my biggest pet peeves, and it's not that it makes me mad, it's that there's such an opportunity here, is uh like the rate this chat and you can tell that like the agents are working towards getting the better rating on the chat
0: and it's like did
1: you get a a a stern face or a (laughs) semi-happy face or stars (laughs) in your eyes and then you look and it's like yes i know i want to i want to reward people who get the good ones Mm -hmm. but also to me that hanging that over somebody's head especially in support is one of those things i'm sure we could talk about this forever um
0: i know the one thing i just sorry can go all day but the one air. thing i want to add to that too is uh, i think about you know when i go places with a com- with the company which i mean gosh i can't wait to be on the road again and just shaking people's hands i mean i'll sanitize after but i just really want to shake someone's hand again but um my client success people if they're there they're like a celebrity Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you're lit. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, you know, it's like a mob just descends upon them because they're so appreciated. And to the point they were making earlier, you see that with your team, too. And that that's really cool stuff.
1: Yeah. They're also like celebrities. Like, I don't think if I went to a, a, a conference that anybody would know who I, who I am. They'd, they'd be like, yeah. you're the guy who sends me the newsletter. I hate you. You're annoying. <laughs>
0: You show up in my inbox every week. Curse yeah, I see you. your stupid
1: mustached <laughs> face and the little icon in my Gmail. Uh, uh, but yeah, if your support team is celebrities like that, you, you're doing something right. And yeah. and obviously, you're on. We picked you to be here, so we believe in you. Um, yeah. So I'm also curious. Okay. I want some breaking news. If you got the, the scoop mm. for me, uh, is there anything new with Case that we should be on the lookout for?
0: yeah so we do have a a very full roadmap for the next couple years we uh we like to look ahead and plan accordingly Um, we typically do not share any specific details but what i can say for 2021 we're really focused on improving the client experience from the ground up so Yes, that's going to include some new integrations um, as well as upgrades to our existing infrastructure. You know, our clients spend all day in Beer. and some of them spend a lot of their nights in Beer too. Depending on where you are in the startup world with your law firm, we want to make uh, we want to make sure that we're always enhancing that experience and not only increasing productivity, but the pleasure of using the product. So that's one of our missions for 2021. And if we tune in here at end of the year, we'll we'll let you know how it went.
1: I'll have to have you back on and then be Come like, on. they wouldn't tell me what it was, but here it is, <laughs> you know? Um, but Gabby, I wanna thank you so much for being on this episode. I had so much fun. I wasn't that nervous. I'm not sweating underneath my flannel. <laughs> um, and for anybody watching, so this is my, my daily scoop. There is going to be a ton of links Uh, below. There's going to be a link to case peer and whatever uh, Gabriella sends me after this interview is going to be down there too. Um, The offer for, uh, for personal injury lawyers, just getting started out will be down there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to add or do we No,
0: that that's all thank you so much for having me nick it's a pleasure we're huge fans of what answering legal is up Likewise. to uh again uh, you know your dedication to your clients and to to helping attorneys have a thriving business uh, i love that we're coming at it from definitely the same perspective here
1: yeah last thing i'll say is when when uh when i met you six months ago i remember being on the call with joe and being like okay these people see eye to eye with us we're gonna we're actually gonna we're going to talk to them. It'll be, yeah, it'll be a I good love
0: fit. it. It will. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nick.
1: Thank you.